Randy Barfield here, Barfield Home Inspection Service, with another episode of Under the Roof with Randy Barfield. And of course, I am joined by the lovely and talented Ashley Schlosser with Live Out Loud PR. Hey, Randy. Hey, Ashley. How are you? Did I ever ask you what PR stand for? You know you have, and I'll remind you kindly that it stands for public relations. Oh, okay. We're interfacing with the public, kind of like we are on this podcast today. Yes. So today we're going to be talking about winter maintenance uh, because we just had a couple of freezes here. Uh, today, I think we're coming up from last night was in the 20s. And we're going to be talking about... Um, there's some new changes happening in, well, we're just going to talk about winter maintenance today and kind of briefly touch on a little bit about there's some new changes to the Texas Real Estate Commission promulgated form, but that's going to be on the next podcast. But today, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Um, how are you, Ashley? You know, I'm just doing dandy. Doing dandy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, it, it is a, a fun Texas week. We yeah. had our 70 degree weather a couple days ago, and now we're in the 20s. Yep. And, you know, I, I have to imagine it sort of wrecks havoc on your house. So, how do we, as I, I like to think of myself as a simple homeowner, mm-hmm. I'm not quite as advanced as Randy. I don't have all the tools and tricks up my sleeve. Mm. But when I think about a freeze, I think about the effect on my house. My husband goes and got it goes and gets the the protective hose bibs uh, yep. from Home Depot. Yep. But that's about the extent of it. So we make a fire in our fireplace. Yeah. But what do we? Well, you need, not only do you need the hose bib covers, um, you want to make sure your plants are all protected. If they can bring them in and put them in the warm spot in the garage, what have you, do that. Or if you can cover them. Uh, just wanted to let you know that the voice you hear in the background is my our golden retriever mascot. That would be Zoe Boo. Uh, she likes to bark specifically during the podcast. So, um, but yeah, bring your plants in, put the hose bib covers on, um, in case we lose power, you want to get some candles, some flashlights, some batteries. If you have some of these little portable generators that are becoming more popular now, that's if you were to lose power. But for a basic freeze, um, cover the faucets uh, outside, any exposed plumbing, insulate it, uh, drip your faucets at a slow drip uh, on the cold side, and bring in the plants. And that's what you can do. Um to begin with. Yeah, and you know, what about your your heating system? Yeah, well, I always recommend that you have your heating and cooling system maintained at least twice a year. Spring and fall is a good time to do it. But um, if you haven't fired up your furnace, you want to do that now so you can get that dusty uh, smell that burns off the coils or the heat exchanger or the blower motor. All that stuff gets burned off and you get rid of that smell and you can air the house out. But um, then you're ready to fire up that furnace when it gets time. And um, like when we fired up our furnace um, in November, uh, all the smoke alarms went off. And yeah, it had a that just a little bit of dust on the coils, and that gets hot. And then these smoke alarms are really, 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, and these smoke alarms are really sensitive now. So they all went off and it was right when Carrie was trying to do a conference call uh, and the smoke alarms were going off throughout the house. And so wow. I had to open the doors, air the house out. But now once we did that the first time, now when, when it fires up, it's all good. So You know, and I would say with everyone working from home now and mm-hmm. quarantining and everything we're having to do as a society, you know, home taking care of your home should be first priority because we're all in our homes yeah. a lot more nowadays. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of times while I'm doing these inspections and I'll open up the HVAC closet or I get up in the attic and look at the HVAC system and a closet, of course, everybody should thinks it's a closet that's where i all that's when i need to store a bunch of stuff uh, i don't recommend you storing anything near your furnace um, because it does get hot uh, even on a heat pump or electric furnace it does get hot so you want to keep the closets clear of any stored items it is not a storage closet it is only a hvac closet um, same thing in the attic. There's always going to be a platform that sits um, in front of the air conditioner furnace up there. So that's not a place to store things. Uh, you store away from it. Um, but that's one thing. A lot of people are staying home. Uh, they got stuff. They want to store it somewhere. Think about somewhere else other than the HVAC system. Is it a fire hazard? Yeah, it can be. Yep. Plain and simple. Especially on a gas furnace, you got a you got a flame. It's not an open flame. It's in an enclosed cabinet, but still, it gets hot in there, and it just be safe. Don't store anything in there. Mm-hmm. Definitely don't store any chemicals in there. So no, I think our our furnace is in our garage. But I think it's in the attic. Oh. Yeah. Randy knows my house better than I do, folks. I think your water heater is in your garage. That's right. And the same thing, if you have a gas water heater, it is not a place for storage either. It is just for the water heater. So. Good to know. I'll be moving those uh, unused wraps close to the water heater in my garage. Yep. It might be. I mean, at least like maybe three feet, four feet away from it at least. Because the flue pipe that sits on top of a gas furnace or gas water heater, it gets extremely hot. And if you've got something stored on it, uh, it's going to melt it. So in 2022 terms, we Mm. should social distance from our water heaters. Uh, Within reason. Yeah. I'm not saying go out there and hug your water heater, but... You know, you know, don't store anything. Uh, keep, keep in mind, it is a hot unit. So, uh, for instance, I have a friend who lives on a, an older home on a ranch. Mm-hmm. And she was saying her neighbors are talking about the freeze, and they're so freaked out because they have the older pipes. Uh-huh. Uh, they, they had someone that they were hiring to come do some sort of special PVC pipe because he said that it expanded with the freeze. And... Um, and they said, well, we don't believe in any of that. We're just going to drain our mm-hmm. pipes so that way it doesn't freeze anything or mm-hmm. break anything. And they ended up draining them yeah. uh, instead of doing this modern way that this guy was talking about. Yeah. And he said, thank goodness you did because I've gotten about 300 calls from the people that I helped with these. Polybutylene uh, pipe pipes. And, and they've all burst. Uh, um, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Water starts expanding at about 28 degrees, 
and it doesn't really matter what kind of material it is if it's not protected and insulated it's going to burst so if it freezes it's going to burst the connections or the fittings or the unions and stuff like that may not bust at the pipe but usually the unions and elbows and joints are the weakest part and that's where it's going to break so what type of materials are used in older homes versus newer homes or should we all be worried um older homes probably had galvanized which hopefully if you have galvanized it's probably time you, galvanized steel yeah which rust um that was the only material they had um and then it would have went to copper and well, copper we're talking what era we're talking uh probably 50s and 60s 40 30 40s 50s 60s was probably going to be galvanized and then they were starting to phase in copper um, but then after the Vietnam War and Korean War, there was a shortage of copper. Um, so um, we were kind of went back to galvanized and we were going back to we were using aluminum wire. In the 70s? Yep. Oh, wow. And then we went back to copper uh, and copper was used primarily all the way up until the early 2000s when they started introducing the PEX and the polybutylene and Schedule 40 and PVC and... The more chemical-driven. Yeah, like uh, a lot of manufactured homes was using Schedule 40 and PVC and newer homes, like in the early 2000s, around 2003 and up, were using PEX. And now it's mostly um, the polybutylene uh, plastic-type material uh, they call it PEX, but it may not be the actual PEX, but everybody, it's like a household term for this stuff. And, um, the copper now is only used at the, the fittings. So essentially plastic. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But that doesn't expand as much or anything. It will expand. It's yeah. not as rigid, but it still will break and crack and, and bust. Got it. Yep. If it's not insulated. Got it. Yeah, and if you don't keep a constant, even if you're insulated, you still gotta you need to drip your faucets and run water through them to keep it moving. So, the hose bibs uh-huh. doing that, what are we missing? Dri- dripping our faucets because that's not well. You're keeping water moving through the pipe. Yeah, and if water if water keeps moving, it's hard to freeze. It's less likely to freeze. So tell me, so you drip your hose mm-hmm. and then you put the bib on. No, no. When I, uh, your indoor faucets, you would drip. Okay. Um, you don't really have to drip the outdoor hoses, bibs, unless it's like last February when it yeah. just got into the zero or in single digits. You know, all bets are off. You just got to do what you got to do to keep them from freezing. But typically a good, good quality hose bib cover maybe take some newspaper and stuff it up in there or some fiberglass. They sell these little strips of fiberglass so you can stuff wrap around the hose bib and then put the hose bib cover on there. And that'll, you know, or the old sock, you know, good sock and put it on there and then put your hose bib cover on there. And then some houses actually have a, a mana block system where you can shut everything off like a, an electrical panel. Probably more common in the north. No, I mean, uh, uh, they're still common now. It just costs more because they take more material to hand up, hook up a mantle block system. Um, Got it. Uh, but, um, but most of the time, it's just hose bib, maybe something, 
a good rag and then a hose bib cover over that to give it some extra insulation and um, and then drip your faucets at you know slow drip on the faucets on the cold side on two or three of them and then that should do it and also yeah. one thing um, under your sinks you would open the cabinet doors and leave them open oh, interesting. so you can get air warm air from the house underneath the cabinets and that'll also help them keep but um the ones you need to really worry about are any hose i mean any fixtures that are on an exterior wall so if you have a bathroom that's interior it's less likely to freeze than it would be than the kitchen sink that would be on an exterior wall got it so that's one place you would want to drip your faucets is the kitchen sink yeah you know i don't know if we're gonna get another uh Freezing apocalypse, snow pops well, in Texas this year. All it takes is one, and then you're ready for the next one. Yeah, that's true. Hope for you don't get a net. You know, I always say, what do I say? Hope, hope for the best, plan for the worst. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, Randy's always prepared, and Mary mm-hmm. too. Mary's. Uh, well, I topped off my propane tank. Um, everything's insulated. Um, ready to go um yeah but those of us who are not as prepared i think just knowing the steps i know last year luckily we didn't have any electric cut off yeah but propane was becoming a shortage and so yeah now i mean if you like my tank was at 50 percent, and i just called my propane supplier and asked him i said whenever you get you're in the neighborhood would you mind topping me off they don't mind doing that yeah. That's yeah. I mean, just now I got a full tank. I'm ready to go. And for those of us who have HOAs, <laughs> well, if you're on a you're on a gas you know natural gas supply system, you don't have to worry about that. Well, we we did though. You ran out of gas. Well, they they were sending emails that said we're going to run out of gas if you don't stop. Well, okay. In your neighborhood, I think you have a community propane system. That's right. Yeah. Where is it? The natural gas is on gas. Well, you have a meter, but it's a propane LP meter. That means there's a big tank in the neighborhood. Right. But, and it's supplied just like natural gas. So they were probably running out and trying to. They couldn't get the trucks out. Yeah. It was crazy. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, I think the question becomes when your heat goes off Mm -hmm. or that sort of thing, how do you keep your house? warm at that point um Mm -hmm. or do you just let everything freeze i think that's you do as best you can there are several you know if you can go to amazon and just look at small power supply um their battery they're battery generated uh and they will they will you know you charge it up and then it'll run a small a couple of small appliances and it also has USB ports. Uh, it won't, I don't know if it'll run your generator, but I bought one for my truck. Um, just to have in case, uh, it'll jump off a car, it'll jump off a truck. And it also has a couple of outlets in it. I think I paid 140 bucks for that. And that was just a, it's just a small little generator. You can go and, you, and they have these solar power generators that you can spend, you know, a thousand to $5,000 on. And, um, It'll power, the big one will power your house for a couple of days and you just charge it back up with solar. You know, that's, it all depends on the level of what you want to buy. 
Yeah, I think everyone's hyper aware of being prepared for emergencies these days. And I think yeah. maybe a blog is in order, Randy, that we kind of make a list of, you know, recommended items for well, these times. Uh, one guy that I used to work, you know, building cabinets for, you know, he'd always say, if you think it'll happen, it'll happen. It will happen at one well, point. There's a way. If you think that'll happen, then it probably will happen. <laughs> So are you saying we're in control of our destiny? Uh, no, but you can, yes, I am. You can control it. You can't prevent destiny, but you can control destiny uh-huh. somewhat. Uh-huh. Be prepared. Be prepared. Be prepared. Yep. What was Straight that? That's a home inspector. That was a, on a, uh, a Disney movie. Be prepared. Oh, that was yeah. Beauty and the Beast. Oh, yeah, Beauty and the Beast. Why was I going to say Lion, Lion King? I think it was Beauty and the Beast. No, for sure it was Beauty and the Beast. Was it Be Prepared? No, because they're getting ready for the Beast. Right, yeah. Who, who's the Beast in your life? Oh. Be <laughs> You don't want me to answer that question. <laughs> well, we all have a Beast in yeah. life, don't we? <laughs> is it Zuzu? It's Zoe. Oh, Zoe. Zoe is the sweet, sweet one. And Zoe is the devil. The spawn of... Bon of Satan. Retriever Satan. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Yep. Come on. Yep. I, I believe Zuzu will be a good influence. No. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, at some point. I mean, yeah. She, she's learning from Zoo. Well, so, so we... We do our hose bibs. We uh, drip the faucets. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can open the cabinet doors. Any other home maintenance tips you want to give for this uh, cold, bitter winter? Um, wrap your plants and stuff. Protect your plants as much as possible. Um, and, uh, you know, if, you know, dry goods. Well, I'm, you know, I'm thinking of power outages now. Uh, I mean, basically, if you're just just plain winterization, uh, that's it for you know wrapping and covering and uh, dripping faucets for typical freeze. But power outages, you know, then we get into batteries and flashlights and candles and dry goods and food staples and you know stuff like that. But yeah, um, which is not a bad idea. You can buy a couple packs of spaghetti and couple of jars of spaghetti sauce and that'll last forever yeah i have a friend who does um bag of flour yeah a lot of emergency like mres and yeah kind of like uh, you ever had an mre no i don't recommend it <laughs> so well, some of them are pretty now they've gotten they can get gourmet-ish well, yeah i like the dehydrated food from rei if you're gonna go on a camping trip yeah 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 um flour yeah, good old Staple, dry goods. Most people have, you know, that sugar. can. Yeah. Uh, beans and pasta and that sort of thing. Cornstarch. Yeah. Yeah. Butter. Yeah. Yeah. Get ready. Yeah. Butter's good for winter time. You don't have to refrigerate butter. Really? No. Nah. Most people didn't. In Europe, I feel like they don't. In Europe, they don't refrigerate eggs. I don't know about that. <laughs> Mm. No, it's true. They have all mm. their eggs on. I went to Europe and they had all their eggs on uh, shelving. And it was not cool. I'm going to trust you on that. <laughs> it's true. Well, I mean, yeah, Maybe I don't. Some, they just don't, uh, they don't, don't last they, as long. Yeah, I don't think they rinse off the, um, the chicken egg bacteria on the outside that kind of preserves it. It's a whole thing. All right, make a note. 
don't eat eggs in Europe. <laughs> but eggs are so good, and it's in almost every French cuisine. Just saying. There you go. Because when it's winter time, I like to think about cooking at home. Yeah. And getting staying warm. You know, and I think for those who don't have fireplaces, uh, you know, it, having the generator is a good idea. Just because, I mean, generator's great for no matter what. Yeah. I mean, um, you can buy an electric heater, but if you don't have power, it's not going to work. Yeah. So, and electric heater does pull quite a bit of amps. Uh, so if you're going to plug a electric heater into one of those portable little generators, just make sure it's big enough to hold it. Now Otherwise, hear, it won't work. I hear it's going to be 60 degrees again on Sunday. So how does the house take Texas really split personality disorder? On what? Um, it'll move. I mean, wood, the wood that, you know, studs and framing in there is going to. You know, it'll shrink a little bit when it's cold, and then it'll expand when it gets hot. So it's always moving, but the houses are built for that. Um, now, if you like, people lost power, and there's no heat going on inside, and these energy efficient homes, um, like in our neighborhood, everybody lost power for 14 hours a day. Their houses inside really didn't get below 60 degrees inside. Maybe some of them may have gotten like 50 degrees, but they were still fairly comfortable. Um, they didn't have to be rescued or anything like that. And then when the power came back on, they would heat back up. Yeah. So now older homes, old pure and beam style homes that are kind of drafty already. Yeah. Mm, it's going to be a little tough there. Yeah. It's going to be cold. Pick your home wisely. Yeah. Uh, well, there's a standard now on, on home building, on new homes. They have to be a certain level of energy efficient. And so they're insulated really well. And so they can hold for a few days anyways without power before um, inside. But that's all bets are off on plumbing when you lose your heat and electricity. Yeah. So where can our listeners go to find out more and to contact you? For well, inspection? you can look at our, you can uh, find our podcast on Spotify. Uh, look for Under the Roof with Randy Barfield on Spotify, on Apple, and on, what's the other one? We've got uh, YouTube. YouTube. And you can go to our website, barfieldhomeinspection.com. And if you'd like to contact us for a home inspection or home, yeah, just regular home inspection, construction inspection, you can reach out to us. You can find us on the website, barfieldhomeinspection.com. You can call me, 512-350-0123, or you can reach me on my cell through text or call, 512-789-2710. Or you can go to abarfield at austin.rr.com. Uh, and check us out. And if we can help you in any way, let us know. Thanks, Randy. And everyone stay tuned. We're going to be talking about the new Trek report next time. New Trek report that's coming out and new changes in the Trek uh, standard of practice and report. And uh, see you all next time. Happy New Year and see you on the next one.